Hello, this is a Drawing Matter podcast produced by Machine Radio. The exhibition Disappear Here on Perspective and Other Kinds of Space is showing at the RIBA in London. It's a new commission by Sam Jacobs Studio which uses drawings from the archive of the RIBA and at Drawing Matter to explore the different meanings of perspective and purposes of its deployment. These podcasts are conversations between the curator Sam Jacob and those who he feels will help him illuminate the subject. This conversation is with Marie Bach-Mortensen, co-curator of the exhibition. She begins by explaining which text inspired the show. The genesis of the exhibition is, is really the um, Serlio's Seven Books of Architecture, um, 16th century architectural treatise, which was written in a, as a response to Alberti's uh, uh, treatise written in, in Latin and, and with hardly any illustrations. It was meant to be read out loud as well. Um, and what Solio did was he wrote in the vernacular and he illustrated with his woodcuts. He often used his own projects ex- as examples. And, and what's interesting is perspective, perspective obviously derives from um, a painting tradition. So architects were trained as painters and and the art of perspective and what Sergio, his work marks a sort of um, a line where you don't necessarily have to train as an artist to become an architect anymore. He provides this tool book of, of how to become an architect and, and, and the discipline. So it sort of sets slightly, sort of sets architectural discourse aside from, 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 from um, an artistic practice. But his book was, um, has been key in the formation of, of this project and um, he provides some really clear headings for each of his books. So one is on geometry, one is on perspective, one is on the five styles of architecture and on antiquity. And and perspective is such a, a, a sort of universal um, um, theme that's applied across centuries that we thought it was a, it was a really interesting topic to start use a starting point. Um, what Serlio offers us in, in his book on perspective is um, sort of the textbook on, on theatre design and stage set, which really, um, going forward, uh, became um, the way in which one-point perspective was applied um, in, in theatres, but also more widely in architectural drawing. So um, he was uh, sort of the main influencer for about 100, 150 years, and then a two-point perspective sort of blue, you know, the vanishing point beyond the frame of the image and and created more advanced stage set. But but he really did define that for 100, 150 years. The exhibition through the collection work really tries to exemplify the various ways in which architects have applied perspective and the way the various uses of perspective. So so this one here is obviously an earliest early artist's impression, but you see other examples in the show which is uh, much earlier part in the, in the design process of of Lodgen's, uh, sketches and but also seeing uh, working drawings by Cadbury Brown and Goldfinger to um, to artist uh, records of of artists building so it sort of has showed the range of uses of perspective throughout history without having obviously a complete um, historiography of perspective but showing examples in time across century. It's 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 strange in a way because we've got so many like historical drawings, um, you know, kind of a span of four hundred years, and you'd sort of expect that to be kind of you know a history or a chronology of perspective, but it's absolutely not that at all. Instead, it's a kind of cut up and uh, juxtaposition of 
uh, very different drawings done by very different people for very, very different purposes, sometimes using perspective in, in different ways, yet at the same time, the way we've hung it and put them together hopefully suggests that there's this sort of underlying kind of net of the conception of space which ties them all together, like whether you're, you know, a, a, a radical Italian in the 1970s or whether you're a radical Italian in the, in the 1600s. Um, the, the sort of despite the differences, the obvious differences in media, material, all of those kinds of things, there's something which sits behind that, which is the sort of the kind of conceptual framework where architecture occurs. And perspective is is one of those. Is one I would I would argue is one of those sort of, um, kind of invisible forces which frames how we even think of architecture before there is any architecture. I guess perspective is is continue to exist because it's um, it's obviously provides you with an, the most accessible means of understanding uh, a, a three-dimensional building. Um, obviously perspective has gone through phases where it's been less favoured as a tool um, and now we sort of see in digital rendering that it's very much used and it becomes sort of slightly been had its tarred reputation because it's purely exists for sort of client purposes rather than sort of going back to its more sort of core original um, architectural drawing plan section and elevation. So it's sort of, you know, it's been in and out of fashion throughout history, which is, is quite, you see through the, the drawings as well in, in, in the exhibition. Um, but I think the the persistence of it is, is because there's really no other way for us to, to, to portray or represent architecture or spaces in in on a flat surface and we haven't really you know we've come through digital means we can do that now but but apart from that we are still as Sam points out we're still within an era of of perspective and the way of seeing the world and linear perspective it still sort of rules our imagination so so that's why sort of until we find something completely new that's going to tear that apart we're probably going to continue to see it in in drawings so this is a drawing by William Talman, and it's a, a drawing which is showing an unexecuted design for a Clianan pavilion um, for Hampton Court Palace, um, drawn in 1694, and it's a bird's eye view showing the design in the landscape, and it's a kind of, in a sense, a kind of portrait of an estate in some way. It's a really strange drawing because, on the one hand, you can really see the perspective setting up the drawing and the drawing is kind of blank in a way yet at the same time it's populated with loads of stuff it has this very strange quality of being kind of empty and full at the same time so it's a, it's a house which is kind of stretched out the perspective here kind of warps the scene quite a lot the, the vanishing point is actually right in the corner of the drawing which is a really weird quality because it somehow reinforces the paginess of of the, the page and um, the, the background is pretty plain like not filled in and so the, the object sort of their pieces, pieces of architecture whether they're trees or whether they're figures or animals seem to sometimes be kind of floating so it's a sort of it's a very odd sensation of space in the jewelry like in the one sense you, you think perspective is trying to make things look normal and natural but here it, it, it also shows things being kind of distorted and somehow disconnected from the earth. 
To complement Sam's description, I think what's quite striking with this one here is that it's really the garden that determines the uh, perspectival logic of of the drawing. So it's it's can be seen as a series of gardens uh, drawn um, to this unexecuted Trianon Pavilion for Hampton Court Palace. Um, so it really is the lines of the trees um, that determines the vanishing point and and sets the, the view on the, sort of the right trajectory of understanding and reading this image. And I also really like the um, the animals and people that inhabit this drawing because it sort of preempts the way that we do contemporary renderings of trying to populate it because this was an artist's impression for an on-bill work that was meant to be shown to, to King William III. Um, so it's kind of animating it in a way that is very unusual for, for this time period. So it's unusual for this time period. What would a more uh, usual drawing for this time period look like? Would it be uh, more of a plan or, or would it use perspective in a different way? What, what's, what's, what's different about it? Well, the key purpose is really what's, what's radical about this because it was not until 200 years later that you started using artist impressions to, to sell sort of the, a proposed design to a client. So it would always be a topographical record of the estate as it was built. But here, obviously, this is unexecuted. So in that sense, that's what is sort of really radical and why it's ahead of its time here. Um, that's what I find fascinating about it, also because it's not as detailed as you would get in a normal sort of topographical um, perspective that we usually, as you see with the Colin Campbell, that's also in the exhibition, is very detailed um, with the landscape around it. So as Sam is saying, this is, this is more blank, it's left more sort of to the imagination. You've been listening to a Drawing Matter podcast produced by Machine Radio. For news about more podcasts, go to www.drawingmatter.org or follow us on Twitter at Drawing Matter. <laughs>